What is up, bosses? Before we kick off this episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor this week, 2022. It's a brand new year, but we're still talking about Indeed.com. In fact, they are our longest running sponsor of the podcast. So we hope you'll give your support as well, especially if you're hiring to build a team with the right skills to make your dreams a reality. In fact, if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that they have this thing called Instant Match where it gives you quality candidates as soon as you post a job. In fact, Indeed data says that over 90% of employers get those candidates right away when they use Instant Match. I'm going to tell you even more about Indeed during the break in the show. But if you want to get started right now, just head over to indeed.com slash iLab. We're going to give you a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Just go to indeed.com slash iLab. Get your $75 credit. That's indeed.com slash iLab. Offer expires March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. What's happening, bosses? Episode 213 of the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I am Derek Sparts, joined here in Los Angeles. Sam Marks is on the other end out in Barcelona, Spain. I say it's episode 213, but it's more of a uh, episode 101. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. And you're trying to pin me down to Barcelona, but I have escaped. I am I'm outside, afuera, afuera de Barcelona. I actually just finished a yoga retreat. Yes, indeed. That is me getting all elastic and flexible for the new year. And uh, I actually, it's, what is today? It's Monday. I just drove, um, I took a train back to Barcelona and then got in a rental car and drove up to the Pyrenees. So I'm, I'm circa day Andorra, right next to Andorra. And dude, it was so awesome because you can't get out here on the weekends. Like if you leave Friday afternoon, it is so insanely busy and it takes like six hours to get here by car. But if you go on a Monday, <laughs> there is no traffic at all. It was amazing. So you see all these cars coming back towards Barcelona, but I'm literally the only car on the road out here. It's like you got the whole mountain to yourself. One of the beauties of working for ourselves and not having that normal Monday through Friday, nine to five job is <laughs> you can avoid those crowds. And I should have known better by now, Sam, to just assume you're in any single one place. <laughs> Sometimes we take these things for granted, but I really felt privileged on this ride out today. I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. You know, cause everyone hates fighting to get out to the, to the mountain and, and the lines and all that stuff. It like kind of takes away the appeal of skiing. But one of the beauties, like you said, of investing and making compounding interest, which is going to be the one one back to the basics episode. And we're going to dazzle you with some math. We're going to go back to school today, Derek. I'm excited for it. Uh, so let's try to get some of that privilege onto our listeners as well. We're talking compounding interest. Now, this might be one of the first things that got us invested or a lot of other people. And some people, honestly, might not even know about it. Um, maybe maybe you heard it from, from a grandparent or something on the web. You saw some YouTube video where someone was talking about this compounding interest and it just didn't make sense. So I think we're here to break it down to the basics and show you that it's, it's really not that hard to figure out. And um, if you put a few simple principles in place. Yeah. So on a positive note to start the year, cause that we always have things that kind of, we get hung up on, we get all these goals ahead of us. Um, but sometimes you reflect and you're like, man, I didn't hit my goals last year. And it's a little bit of a downer, but we're here to, to get you spruced up and motivated for this new year. And it's, even if you're a seasoned investor, being reminded of the power of compounding interest is very important to think about because it helps you stay disciplined in your investing that you've probably been doing for a while. And if you're a beginner, it's never a better time to get started now because you're going to see in this episode and with some of the visuals that we have that 
time is an extremely, extremely uh, important variable when it comes to compounding interest, if not the most important. And honestly, the numbers, the numbers are insane. The numbers are insane. So we're going to, we're going to dive deep into it on this episode. Yeah. I wish I would have got it started earlier on this and thought about it. You know, in the last few years, I've really focused, but had I done it, you know, 10 years earlier, I'd be a lot further than I am right now. Things are great, but right. they could be even better if I had followed these principles or if, if invest like a boss was around back then, but, uh, there's never too late to start. So the sooner, the better we're going to do the math. Um, it all works out. So, you know, sit down, enjoy, get an extra coffee. I just finished mine. I feel like I need another one, but <laughs> you ready to get into it, Sam? Yeah. And speaking of, I, I just, I had a three day coffee detox and for anyone who, who's done a coffee detox that drinks coffee every day, damn, that is a bad oh, hangover. <laughs> I just had the same problem yesterday. I didn't have Woo. my first cup till like 2 PM and I paid for it the whole day. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's brutal. It's like, and, and when you have that coffee, it doesn't actually like immediately remedy it. It's nope. like you're stuck <laughs> with it. So you got to get it in before that, before that headache comes on. So yeah, let's kick it off. So for any of the Patreons, we've got visuals. This can be a little bit of a different episode uh, to our typical format. It's almost like a lecture series. So we're going to be we're going to be going through a 17 frame uh, slideshow. So it'll be visuals for the Patreons. But if you're just listening in, you're going to enjoy it anyways. So let's kick it off, Derek. All right. So here we go. In case you're new to the show, we'll just do a quick explanation of who everyone is. Um, maybe I'll have Sam speak to his part really quick. Sam, why don't you give us a quick like 30 second pitch on uh, what got you to where you're at today and kind of what inspired it? <laughs> well, mine's like a, a quick like uh, five words, but basically the three of us are uh, we're similar in in what we're trying to accomplish, but we've all taken different routes to financial success. Um, and I think that's actually part of the, the very interesting thing about the podcast is because our listeners can relate to the three of us differently because we've all we all are taking different paths. So I took the the hyper entrepreneur route. You know, I was I was uh, all in living on noodles and just swinging for the fence. I was, I was basically earning nothing. I was investing everything in equity in building my own businesses. And that's, uh, that's how I found success. Awesome. And then we got Johnny who's not with us today, but if you listen to the show, you definitely know about Johnny. Uh, he, he definitely took a more, I guess a more practical route, but at the same time, it, it was a little extreme compared to, I guess, say the average person living in uh, the U.S., I would say. Uh, he was really disciplined about saving. He actually did not make a lot of income, but he saved a ton of it. Um, I don't know the exact percentages. He could speak to that, but it's well, way, way over half of his income he saved. Uh, he used location arbitrage. He initially moved to, to Thailand, uh, which is insanely cheap if you're not familiar. Um, and Johnny's insanely cheap. So, <laughs> so um, we like to say he... He mastered the art of frugality. <laughs> Definitely. And he's still living to that today and he's become a millionaire. So it's worked. Um, he also, he also utilized a lot of online income to uh, grow his business. And he's essentially today retired um, minus some, I'd say partially retired at least and uh, living in uh, Kiev, Ukraine right now. And he's, he's about to be traveling again. I think COVID kind of kind of got to all of us and kind of changed our travel plans. He settled down mm -hmm. a little bit more, but he used to be that guy too, where every two weeks he was in a different spot. Um, a little different now, but I think he's, he's about ready to get back to that again as well. So Johnny uh, definitely took a really conservative route where it was save, 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 and live as cheap as possible. And then I'm kind of a little, a little different from both these guys. Um, I, I like to, I like to hustle. So I, I, I used to work, uh, you know, a regular job and finally realize that it's just, it doesn't pay off. It, it's, it's never going to pay off. If you want to be stuck in that, in that, uh, route forever, some people love it and some people just can't do it. And I was one of those people that couldn't do it. And I was actually forced into uh, being laid off from my job to kind of, it was a great kick for me to kind of get out on my own and work for myself and realize that I, I don't need a, a, a large company to pay me and take care of me. Like I can do all this stuff myself. So it's multiple jobs. Um, saving i've uh, definitely saved over half of my income in the last three four years and as we're going to talk about here with compounding interest it, it has it started off slow and then it just builds and builds and builds and um i've been able to do all this while um against sam and johnny's advice still live in a very expensive city <laughs> of uh, los angeles california um i love it here though and i also i i see i see their their philosophy of living somewhere cheaply 
But also at the same time, there's so much opportunity in LA. If you're from here, there's so many ways to make money that I just don't see in these other cities. And uh, the fact that it does cost a lot more, you also have potential to make so much more money at the same time. So I'm yeah. kind of mixed on, on, on the fact of, of moving somewhere cheap and cause I definitely take a hit to my income as well. So I think for now I, I really like LA and I'm going to stay here. So it's a mixed opinion on what you think about the location arbitrage. Yeah. So I think between, between the three profiles there, most people can relate. And what I like about Johnny and Derek's is of course I like mine better, <laughs> but <laughs> I like your bank but, account better, <laughs> Yeah, but, but Johnny's and Derek's are, is the more practical route where if you just follow the steps, anyone can do it. It just, it takes discipline it takes hard work, but it's, it's available for 90% of the people out there. The entrepreneur route is a faster route potentially, but you can also end up in a really bad spot and you can swing and miss your entire life. Um, so those are three different routes, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of compounding interest because that is something that all three of us are doing and trying to take advantage of. All right, here we go. All right. So first let's establish what the actual financial dream is. And I think we probably hear this the most is, and you read it in a lot of different places is to generate enough income passively to be able to live your life. And forever that was, that was mine. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, that's the dream right there. If I can just live off of interest or dividends and live my life, that's great. But what I realized is if you stop there, it's basically like living paycheck to paycheck. You know, if you make $10,000 a month passively, but you're spending it all, your principal is staying the same, which means you're actually losing money to inflation. So we kind of augmented that thesis and we changed it into the generate enough passive income to support your lifestyle that you want while also having your investments appreciate in value and grow in net worth over time. So you're, you're covering your lifestyle, but your bank account and your assets and you are going up and you're still creating more wealth passively. Now, who's the big boss in town when it comes to investing? It's Mr. Warren Buffett. Everyone knows the name. The Oracle of Omaha. <laughs> yeah, what, what's his advice when it comes to investing? Because you know people ask him all the time, right? And it could get very complicated if he wants to, but he keeps it simple. He says, stick 90% of your money in the S&P 500 index, keep 10% in short-term US treasuries and get back to work. And in fact, I think this is what he's sort of mandated in a sense to, to his, whoever's inheriting all of his money. It's like, hey, don't do, try to do what I'm doing. Just put it, put it all in the S&P 500, keep some in treasuries. And the 10% in treasuries, people kind of ask, well, what's that all about? And it's not because that's a great investment. It basically, that's your cash. You know, that's your cash equivalent so that you don't make a huge mistake when the market goes into a down cycle and you have to liquidate some of your investments, which is like the worst investing mistake that you can make. So having it in treasuries is slightly better than having it in cash, but it gives you the, the ability to have an emergency fund, which we, you know, we talk about as a basic fundamental thing that you need to have before you start investing money in the market. Well, one, one thing that's actually funny before we get into Mr. Albert Einstein is that if I had taken Warren's advice when I started investing going back, say, 10 years ago, I would have been way, way, way up compared to where I'm at now, having some like 55 different investment accounts, right? <laughs> Diversified across like everything across the globe. And if I had just stuck with his advice and put it on the S&P 500, I would be like up 3x from where I'm at now. Um, so it goes to show you, I, I still wouldn't necessarily do that because I like more diversification, but it, it's not a bad option. So I, I agree with that. I think us hosting this podcast kind of helps and hurts us at the same time. I, I've fallen yeah. into that hyper diversification trap too. I have too many investments, but it's fun. <laughs> How about so Mr. Uh... Do more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of it's tax time as we record this. Um, yeah. How about Albert Einstein? Uh, his quote was compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. I think that's a good point that you see a lot of times that people just say, Oh, I don't understand the financial system or, or I don't get it. And they're, uh, they're stuck in this rut where they're never going to get ahead in life. But the people who have figured it out and it's not that hard as we're going to show you are, are just crushing it. Just crushing it. And I thought a little bit about what he meant by when he said he who doesn't pays it and it's inflation, right? right. If, you, if you're not investing and you don't understand compounding interest and you don't understand inflation, you 
you basically keep your money uninvested in a bank. And that means you're paying compounding interest on the other side because inflation is basically going exponential to a degree. All right. Or you're, or you're taking that car loan or you're running up that credit card and yep. um, you're paying someone else that interest. Great point. All right. So what is compounding interest? Let's just, let's just start with the, the basic definition of compounding interest. Uh, it would be when you keep your money invested in assets like a dividend paying stock, you get paid out of your principal passively. I'm sorry, you get paid out on your principal passively and at a regular frequency. Usually when we're talking about stocks, uh, this is quarterly. So four times a year. Uh, when these earnings are added to your original principal balance over multiple cycles, the interest starts to compound. So not only are you getting interest on your initial investment, but you're also getting interest on top of that interest. So over the course of time, this creates an exponential snowball effect. Let's say you have a stock that pays a 5% dividend. So every quarter, you're getting a quarter of that 5%. And then you're not only earning interest on from your initial investment you put in, but also interest on top of that additional 5% you put into the stock. Uh, so it, right. it really starts to add up over time. Yep. And compounding interest works if you're making 1% or if you're making 30%. It just takes a lot longer to see the effects when it's at 1%. Basically at 1%, you'll just never see it, the effect in your lifetime. <laughs> but at 30%, you'll see it very quickly within a few years. Uh, so we're going to go into some of the models and some of the numbers now. Now, what I think is really cool is that this will show you, again, if you're, if you're uh, watching this, you can see the actual curve of compounding interest starting to go exponential. And that's when it gets really exciting. But we've picked out some base case numbers just to give kind of everyone an idea of how you can make a million dollars investing passively. Now, these numbers are not overwhelming, but we just want to give you a base case. So $5,000 yearly, which is equates to more or less $400 a month. If you invest that over the course of 40 years, so $400 a month, or let's say $5,000 a year, over the course of 40 years, and you're making 7% interest, which is, is uh, very achievable historically, mm -hmm. you'll have over a million dollars. You have a million dollars, a million $68,000. And you, would, you can see by running the quick numbers, 40 years at $5,000 a year is $200,000, right? So $200,000 turns into over a million dollars, 40 years. Now, where you can see the exponential curve starting to start is it took you now, it took you 40 years to make a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But it only takes you nine years to make the second million. And that's, that's the power of compounding interest. We're going to look at some numbers in the, in the next frame that show you even more dramatic, but in 49 years, you'll have $2 million. So it shows you that over the course of time, as the exponential curve starts going, you start making money at a much, much quicker rate. And this is what's getting everyone so excited and from Buffett to Albert Einstein and of course the world's best investors. So let's take a look at some more, more impressive numbers. So if, you, if you're still at 7%, if you have 75 years, what if you have 75 years to invest? Well, if you take that same $5,000 that you're investing every single year and you invest it for 75 years, you now have $12 million. Okay. If, what, if you make, whoa, whoa, what, if you make, what if you make 9%, Derek? Because we've all made 9% now historically. Especially recently, yes. Yeah, especially recently. But since we've been investing, we've been making more than 9%. I think my account right now in Vanguard is at over 10%, 10.5%. Mm -hmm. So if you make 9% for 75 years, again, on just investing $5,000 a year, you have 38 million. That's a big 38, boss money. 38 million number. And that's, that's why things get so exciting with time and making a little bit extra. And, and in this chart, you can see the difference in 7% versus 9%. And this is why fees, low fees are so, so important. This is just a 2% difference. A lot of people, when they first start investing, they're like, oh, I can pay an advisor 1% or if I make 7% or 8%, it's almost the same thing. And it's, it's basically true for a short period of time. But over the course of 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, the difference is 38 million compared to 12 million. What is that? 20, what is that? 24 million? It's difference in 24 million dollars. <laughs> like all achieved passively by just keeping fees down, making 9% instead of 7%. Okay. This so is this all is great. Where people start getting really exciting, right? 
It, it is exciting, but there's one small problem with your with your chart here, Sam. Um, and I'm going to tease it because we're going to take a super quick break and we'll come back and I'll tell you what the problem is with Sam's chart. This week's episode of Invest Like a Boss is brought to you by our friends over at Indeed.com 2022. It's the year you're going to make the leap and turn your passion into profit. But to do that, you need to hire the right team. Indeed makes it easy to hire and build a team with the right skills to make your dreams a reality. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple jobs sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all i'm here to tell you that's indeed.com join the more than three million businesses worldwide that use indeed to hire great talent fast and you know what we're gonna get you there even faster because if you go to indeed.com slash ilab we're gonna hook you up with a 75 dollar sponsored job credit all you gotta do is go to indeed.com slash iLab. Claim your $75 credit before March 31st. One more time. Indeed.com slash I-L-A-B. Get to hiring with Indeed and get yourself off to a great start in 2022. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, back here on Invest Like a Boss. I told you, Sam, just showed us a really interesting chart of how essentially investing $5,000 a year, you can get almost 40 million in 75 <laughs> years. But I have a problem yeah. with it. Um, S- Sam wants to defend it a little bit more, I think, first. Well, just, just to add on to that, how impressive that number is. After 75 years, you had a f- basically $40 million. And the total amount of money that you would have invested over that 75 years just $375,000. So $375,000 turns in to almost 40 million. That's just wild. With, just <laughs> passively, but you, you, know, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta stick it out for 75 years. Uh, but the, the other thing that's worth noting, that's it's sort of almost like an optical illusion, but the compounding interest curve, the exponential curve is actually the same if you invest a dollar or $5 million. It's just the numbers are higher, right? But right. you're still going to have that same curve. And that's why the time variable is so important. And then of course, the returns. That's a good point. The chart's going to look exactly the same, whether you put a dollar in a year or a or million dollars a year, the, the, the chart's going to go up the same uh, rate. Uh, but one problem, Sam. We don't like problems, Derek. We just like I'm, making money. I, I mean, this is all great. And it's very ac- it's, it's 100% accurate. You're right on this. But here's the problem. Uh, watch, watch this right now. If you can't see it, but you, I'll tell you what it is in a second. I don't have 78 years, Sam. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I do. <laughs> what do you mean, Derek? Look at all this sci-fi, new technology, medicine, and uh, new, new designer drugs that we're creating. I, I, keep, I keep hanging on to that fact, but I mean, if we want to be realistic, <laughs> the average human, uh, I think in the United States at least, makes it 78 years. So unless I started at three years old, I might not have 40 million in my account. Um, and most of us, to be honest, uh, spend the majority of our money in our 40s. Uh, a lot of people don't start investing till age 30. So mm-hmm. if you're talking age 30 to 78, you know, it's 48 years and Another thing, if you have 48 years, that's the end of your life, which is probably not your most active time to be out traveling and seeing the world. Um, another problem, it's really difficult to be disciplined. I, I, I'm openly honest. I did not, I was not a disciplined investor until maybe the last five years and people are impatient. They don't want to wait 40 years. And people in our generation, Sam, they're more about that experience of life and not you know, waiting until you retire on things and they want to do things today. So that doing things today means spending money. Yeah. These are all fair points. And this is exactly why most people don't stick it out for 75 years so (laughs) that they can blow 40 million um, from the retirement home in the the villages in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) Oh God, that'd be fun though. I hope I have 40 million to blow. (laughs) There's tricks. So clearly we've established the numbers work. Clearly we've established the problem. So that's the problem, Sam. How about a solution? Well, this, this is it. We all hear these things of the power of compounding interest, but for all the reasons that Derek just described, it's hard to stay disciplined. But 
there's tricks. There are tricks. So first thing is, A, you got, you got to get started as quickly as possible. The time variable is the most important variable to compounding interest and, and, and returns. But without the time variable, it's just not going to work. The second is you can use tools and strategies like location arbitrage, which John is using to increase your savings rate. Derek's not really doing that because he's in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, might, I'm but, also, I'm also he's re- increasing. He's I'm also, also very reliant on my income to that, that yeah. is based in Los Angeles. Exactly. So if I had more of an online income, I think I would yeah. definitely consider it more. Exactly. But I think for like Johnny's case, you know, he's making six figures, basically running online channels uh, and he's living in one of the cheapest places in the world. So he's got like a 90% savings rate, right? So he's increasing his savings so he can invest way, way more than $5,000 a year. He can invest more like $50,000 a year, which is going to accelerate his timetables massively. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's, sh- it's shrinking that 75 year time frame, or even the 40 year time frame that we showed you, you can easily become a millionaire by just sticking to that, that investing disciplined investing for 40 years, shrinking that to something that's more palatable, which is more like 15, 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the tricks that you can do. You can maximize your employer match 401k. That's literally free money for most people. It's nothing I've ever been able to <laughs> to, 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 uh, I've never been offered a, a, a 401k. Um, I, can, I can speak match, to that. But, so, yeah. uh, in my twenties, I, I definitely had jobs that had 401ks and I don't think you're eligible to your 21, or at least was the case when I was 21. And literally on my 21st birthday, I signed up and the, the company, uh, I think I was working for, for target at that time. And it was just a college job, but I, I took advantage of that. That was one thing I did in my twenties properly is they would match a certain percentage. And I said, max it out, whatever I can do to put in that they'll match the exact same yeah. amount. Um, I also did it when I worked in radio, um, clear channel back then was it, uh, not, not much of a match, but anything is free money. So it was, you know, I took it and I still have that money to this day because I rolled it all into an IRA. Um, one thing is too, if you leave a company, um, the, the smart advice is to, to get your money out of there as soon as possible and get it into an IRA. Don't, don't leave your money with a company that you're no longer a part of, uh, but do take advantage of that free money. I think that's an interesting point. I wonder if how many people don't invest in or, or don't take advantage of that because they're afraid if they leave the job that it might be dicey to get that money out or, or into a new account. No, it's really, it's really simple. And I, I, they don't, they don't advertise it to you, but uh, it is, it is easy to, to roll that money over into an IRA in, in your name. And uh, that has nothing to do with any of that company that you are no longer a part yeah. of. So that, I mean, that's literally free money from your boss. So definitely take advantage of that. And then there's other, there's other ways, depending on what country you're in. Like if you're in the U S you can set up a SEP or you can set up a self-employed 401k where you can increase the amount of money that you can put in every single year. I think if you have a Roth IRA in the USA, you're allowed to invest, uh, I think it's 6,000 right now. It's either 5,500 or 6,000. And that's great. That's, that's along the lines of the numbers we presented earlier. But if you can, if you are making more and you can invest more into some of these tax-free or, or um, tax-deferred or tax-free savings accounts, then it's way better, right? If you can get 10 or 15 or 20,000 in there a year, you're, you're going to accelerate your timetables a lot. Then in, we talked about 9% and 7%, but historically S&P is getting 10% or even more, 10.5%. Um, the perfect portfolio that Paul Merriman has gone and back tested was getting 12%, right? So you can, you can increase your odds of getting higher, uh, higher returns by tilting your portfolio historically, again, historically, by tilting it towards small cap tech and of course stocks. Um, so you take a little bit more risk and you're a little bit more aggressive. You stand a good chance to edge out 7%, 9%, even 10%. Um, and then the final thing is just kind of talking generally along the lines of, all right, you want to supercharge your savings and, and earnings, right? So if you're, you're going along, you're getting the 5,000 a year invested and you're doing this disciplined thing and you know where you're going to get in 40 years, but Hey, you're also taking advantage of, of employee stock options, or you have some side hustles like Derek has, you're investing maybe in, in real estate and leveraging real estate to increase gains. You're just 
asking your, your, you're doing hard work and you're asking your boss for a raise and you're staying, you're staying at the high end of, of your earning ability. Well, all this is going to help you earn more money and, and again, accelerate your timetables. But if you, you know, you can have, um, you can be chugging along at kind of your 5,000 a year annual savings. And then all of a sudden your employee stock options, uh, become, become valuable. And, and in one year you might make, you know, a quarter million dollars off those. And then you invest all that and boom, you've just, you've just taken like 10 years off of your million dollars, um, required to, to get to a million dollars by saving discipline. All that's great. And I really love that you brought up the point about asking for a raise. That was something I was always leery about doing, but I tell you every time I've asked for a raise, you know, you make your case, I've received a raise every time I've asked for a raise. So that's one of the simplest things that, you know, someone could do tomorrow to really increase their income. You know, I've, I've heard countless, I would say even more cases than not when people have gone in and said, Hey, I want to, if they're a good employee and they say, Hey, I want to, you know, I'm I'm looking to leave, like I want to leave, I want to do something else. Almost all of the, or like, I want to go travel for instance, almost all of them have been offered jobs, their same job just remotely. Mm -hmm. And when you work remote, I'm not trying to give people, you know, ways on, on, you know, in a sense, taking advantage of their employer. But when you work remote, it's much easier to pick up side hustles, right? Cause you're not constantly under like the watch of everybody. So if, if you're not able to get a raise, ask to work remote, if you can work remote, consider starting a side hustle. And I think that's what we saw with COVID. I mean, everyone figured out, you know, I'm at home. I got time to do other things. <laughs> yeah. We'll start a right. YouTube channel, right? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so Johnny, unfortunately, was not able to attend this call. So we put some words in his mouth for him. <laughs> we put up a nice little photo of Johnny. I don't have a Johnny impersonation. I can't, I can't do his voice in person. So <laughs> anyways, we'll just say, here's, here's some advice from Johnny. So Johnny's chiming in and he says, okay, guys, I like all those tricks that you just mentioned. And I agree with all of them. Here's a few extra ones. So first thing, so when it comes to savings, you want to pay yourself first. And what that means literally is like when your money comes in, if you have a paycheck coming in, don't spend all that money and then think about saving some at the end of the month or even saving some at the end of the year, because chances are you're just not going to do it. So when that money comes in from your paycheck, you want to set aside money immediately for savings and investing. So you have you have $5,000 come in, you, you take some straight off the top right when it comes in. So you're not spending it first. You're actually, you're paying yourself first. You're investing first. And then the second part of that is you want to make it automatic. If you have to go and log into your bank account or write a check and manually transfer money into savings, the chances are you're just not going to do it. So you want to make it automatic. Whenever that your money's coming in, set it up so money's immediately going out into your investing account. So pay yourself first, make it automatic. Uh, the second thing, that, uh, or the third thing actually rather is fees. And that's just a core narrative of this podcast and our learnings is you got to keep fees down. So earlier we talked about the difference in wealth creation of 7% annual gains to 9% annual gains. And I hope everyone can now appreciate just how, how important um, just 2% a year is. So you want to keep the fees close to zero. The best way to do that is just some low cost index funds. We love Vanguard, but, but there's lots of other ones out there and you got to keep advisors. Um, if you can, if you can, which, which we hope you can keep advisors out because they're just going to charge a percent or a percent and a half half to do something that we think is, is totally unnecessary for them to do. Um, Tax-free is also really important. So we had touched on earlier investing through a, a, such, uh, a vehicle such as a Roth IRA. Um, that's what I'm using in, in the USA, but depending on what country you're living in, there's probably a, a comparable option there for you. And you also want to, when it comes to investing in index funds, which is sort of the vehicle of choice that we, we talk about and kind of core to this episode, you want to make sure that you have your dividends reinvested into those funds. So don't you know, best practice is not to let the cash pile up in a cash account and then go back and invest it at some point. You just want that money to automatically be reinvesting and buying more shares of those index funds. Uh, one of the last points, and I think Johnny is, has been probably the best uh, example of, of sticking to this rule is don't give in to inflationary lifestyles. You know, as you start making more money, 
the tendency is you're going to go out, you're going to spend more money. You're going to show it off. You want to feel like you're making more money. So you go out and you get a nicer car and uh, a nicer apartment and you start flying business class, but that's an inflationary lifestyle and it kills your savings rate. Uh, the last one Johnny has for us is just don't make that big investing mistake. Most people do. And that investing mistake is market crashes, you panic, or unfortunately, maybe you also have a life event at that time. You need to sell stock. But when you do that, that is the biggest investing mistake. And it's very difficult to recover from both just financially, but also from confidence. You just, that happens and you sell at a low point. It is tough to get over. It happened to me in 2008. And I sold and, and lost 30% on my investment. And I was just getting out of college and it was like, it was so brutal. Um, but it's important to, to study market cycles. It's important to be in communities. Like we have our, our boss lounge and invest like a boss. And once you've been through a cycle, you, you start to understand it. They all feel the same. It feels like the world's ending. Um, but historically, every single one of them has rebounded and and recently, they've been rebounding much, much quicker. So don't make that investing mistake. It's hard to get over. But with some education, a little bit of practice and learning about market cycles, you should be able to avoid it. Yeah. And luckily, those market cycles usually occur, you know, at least once a decade. And it, this did just happen, you know, less than two years ago. Uh, so I hope the people that are new to the market really kind of learn some lessons from uh, the early 2020 and how quickly things really did bounce back. So I think we got to talk about this too. You know, we've hammered down the point that your money can grow exponentially, but let's just break out some numbers for you to, to hear. And uh, if you're watching uh, visually as well, if you're just earning 7%, like we said, 7% is easily achievable. Uh, your money will double every 10 years. Now, where we said, you know, that one or 2% advisor fee makes a difference, here's where it really makes a difference. If you're just making 1% more at 8%, that money only takes nine years to double. 9%, it only takes eight years. If you make 10%, which is very doable, your money should double every seven years. That's pretty awesome. And like we said, lately, at least, We've been earning at least 13%. Now, if you take it down to 13% a year, the money you put in to the market will double in just 5.3 years. So what's that? Five years and like two months. Yeah. Uh, and then and then double again in another another five. And then that doubles again in another five. And then that's when you that's when you start seeing this exponential growth start to kick off. And when you when you when you package it up like that, like if there's one thing you, you take away from this episode, it's like, hey, at 10%, your money's doubling in seven, up, in, in seven years, right? So the opportunity cost of not being invested is just like, it's, it's so immense just to have cash sitting there. But it also, this again is just, it reflects and, and underscores the importance of getting started early. If, you're, you know, if you have a nephew out there, if you have a, a child or a nephew or just anybody that, that's, getting, that's young, and they have, um, you know, access to capital or earnings, even if they're just like mowing lawns or, or getting allowance, like getting $10 uh, a week for allowance, like get starting to invest at an early, early age. And like, yeah, 30 is great. But what if you start investing at 20? What if you start investing when you're, when you're 10, you know, your allowances when you're 10, I mean, you just, you, you've tilt the odds in your favor so drastically by getting started early. Totally. And a lot of this is money while you sleep. So you, you don't have to actively be watching it and, and thinking about trading or any of that stuff. It's, it's really jumping into index funds. And, you know, we, t we talk about them all the time, but Vanguard's our favorite. Uh, there are some new, some newer competitors to Vanguard now with the low fees. And when we're, when we're talking low fee, we're talking like, what, what Sam, point two or less, even, or maybe point, point one or less. Yeah. Point. Yeah, I think, um, I think Vanguard's S and P's point zero three. Yeah, which, so which is like, wild. It's, point it's, zero it's, three. It's basically free. Exactly. Uh, some of yeah. the ones that we recommend uh, VT, which is really Vanguard's complete portfolio of as many world stocks as possible. It's about eight thousand mm -hmm. stocks in the uh, VT index fund. The one we talk about a lot is VTI. Those uh, those are mostly uh, American based stocks. Uh, Thirty six hundred stocks. A lot of people think that's just the S and P five hundred, but uh, VTI is actually a lot broader than that as well. Mm -hmm. So these are really broad funds that you know we like to recommend to. Just sit and hold your money. Like I said, you know, you don't need to be, this is very, very passive. 
Um, any other funds to look at? Maybe like some small cap or tech. Uh, VBR is a small tech, a small cap one. And uh, Vanguard's tech fund is VGT. That's one we've been talking a lot about recently as a as a benchmark comparison to the metaverse portfolio, which has been fun to watch. <laughs> Wild roller coaster <laughs> on that one. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> moving right along here. So just some some kind of uh, support on why we think that index funds are awesome. One is chiefly that it's got a proven historical track record uh, going back more than a hundred years now. Um, You know, when it comes to our investing philosophy, most, mostly we like to be totally passive and also location independent. So these are, these check both of those boxes. You're never going to have to, uh, to do a phone call for your, for your uh, VBR fund. Um, so this is all <laughs> passive. Dividends come in passively. And one thing that's also cool, like if you're if you're investing, if you have um, index funds and you have the cash being reinvested automatically, one thing to always remember is like, hey, if if down the road you want to retire off these index funds, you just turn off that that auto investing and that's ca- like that's as good as cash and mm-hmm. most of those funds a lot of those funds are div- um, distributing every single month i know in my vanguard account i'm getting distributions every single month they're a little bit lumpy usually quarterly you get bigger lumps but it's it's absolutely possible to, just to live off the, the cash dividends coming in so it's another thing to keep in mind and assuming um, assuming th- things don't change too much drastically in the future uh dividend tax rates are also a lot lower than uh standard income tax rates too yeah for sure. And these index funds, you can, you can basically invest in almost any, any asset category, but you can, you, you get broad, broad diversification, whether it's uh, across the world geog- uh, as a geography, but also against different asset classes. Like, of course, you can invest in real estate and real estate companies through Vanguard, um, of course, technology and commodities, et cetera. So you get mass diversification with no responsibilities, no management, you're location independent, there's proven track records, and you can also get a mix of both growth uh, and income. So you can have, you can tilt it more to income if you're older and you need that cash, or you can be more towards, um, more towards growth, which is right now it's mostly uh, surrounding tech. If you're younger and you want to try to outperform, which uh, you can see if you can get that 10 or 11% on up, you, you just accelerate your timetables massively. Yeah. And Johnny said it a a million times, you know, the perfect investment is an index fund. If we just did that and left everything else alone, things would be great, but (laughs) be so much better off. (laughs) (laughs) We like to get ourselves caught up in other nets too. (laughs) Um, Sam, what, what, uh, let's talk about uh, index fund performance. I hope Johnny doesn't mind us sharing this. Well, actually, (laughs) okay. Well, I think he's okay. This is um, this for, for people looking in visually, this is just an example of an account that's got three funds. It's VBR, VTI, and VXUS. And so those funds are VBR is small cap. VTI is the total market uh, stock market, but it's actually total US stock market. And VXUS is the Vanguard total international stock market. So if you have, if you're just picking one fund, you really just, you want to have, you want to have stocks globally. Um, Some people would say you want to have stocks, but just U.S. based because U.S. based is is really global because most of the companies in that are in fact global companies. Historically, you want to tilt towards small cap and and value, but you but in this particular portfolio, you have VTI, which is a U.S. Um, U.S. companies. So this particular person, not saying names, tilted theirs uh, was able to basically diversify it by adding that VXUS international fund, but also they tilted it towards small cap, which Again, historically, it will give you better performance um, than 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 not. So that's where you decide. But this is you don't have to get super complicated with this. This is a three fund portfolio. I have like fifteen, but it's totally unnecessary. You don't even need three funds. You can use one fund. You can use two funds, three funds, five funds. But um, but this particular portfolio, this three fund portfolio, has actually outperformed my fifteen fund portfolio. And this has plenty of diversifications. You're talking about total globe, global stocks here. All right. So Sam, why do the rich get richer? That's the old saying. I think it's because of compounding interest. Yeah. So you think about it. 
I mean, I, I was doing, I was running today and I was like, man, it's, it's ridiculous. Like if you, if you have $10 million invested in one index fund, you can sleep through the entire year and assuming the market performs historically 10%, you just made a million dollars doing absolutely nothing with no phone calls, no worries, nothing. Right. Yeah. Of course there's there's always worries if you have that much money in like an index fund. I mean, just because you're going to see some volatility in it, but the, the, the wealth creation is, is incredible right now. If you, if you have only a million dollars in, which is still a lot of money, you, you make a hundred thousand at 10%, but this is why the rich get richer. Cause they're not like, they, they basically can't even help themselves. Right. If you have a hundred million dollars invested, you're out on your yacht, you're doing whatever you want all day. You might not even do this. You might have someone manage it all for you, but just by the market performing the way it has historically, you're already that 10% is $10 million. Like, more than you can actually spend in a year. You can blow 10 million, but you can't spend it, right? Right. Practically, you can't spend it. So this is why the rich get richer when that even when they're not even trying, because the, the more money you have invested, the more time, the more your returns. It's it's almost unfair. <laughs> well, we're hoping to get everyone to that level. So we're we're gonna play the unfair game as well. Yeah. So how about some more resources on this? Obviously, you're listening to our podcast. It's Invest Like a Boss. If you're new to the show, we have over 200 episodes now on so many topics. There, There's, you know, between Sam, Johnny, and myself, that's just three routes to take of where we've gotten to. But there's hundreds of routes, if not thousands, that we're still learning about all the time. Um, we have an, we have a link to, to an article, a great article on compounding interest. Uh, the link will be in the slideshow and we'll also put it mm-hmm. down in the show notes. We have a, a cool little calculator too. If you guys don't believe these numbers, it's not made up. So you can put in whatever you're saving a year and figure out how many years it's going to take to get to a million, 10 million, even that 40 million, if you want to get it's, there. <laughs> it's super fun. It's super fun to play with. And we also updated our, our, our getting started page. And what we found is pretty much everyone that, that emails us or writes in boss lounge or, or, or contacts the, the group in any other way, it's like, it's always very similar questions. And we've all, we all get started investing at the same point. You know, we're, we're worried about the market. We don't understand it. Um, the market seems like it's at all time highs. We've just came in into some money or just have some disposable income that we want to start investing. But generally the questions and the hesitations are all the same. And so what we've, what we found is like typically with friends and family and people that are new to the show, we usually email them or or message them and recommend kind of the same 10 episodes. So we have 200 episodes now, but there's sort of like the the first hundred are really more like your, the, the kind of core fundamental ones. Cause we were recording those honestly, just to, to scratch our own itch. Like it was all of our early questions about investing. So a lot of that stuff in the first hundred episodes is really the fundamental stuff that we'd recommend you starting out with, but we went ahead on the, on the getting started page on invest like a boss. And we, we uh, suggested the top 10 episodes for anyone that's, that's a new beginner. And this, this episode will actually be included in it. Cause we think under making sure you understand the math behind inc- compounding interests is, is fundamental uh, to growing your wealth and, and your interest in growing your wealth. Uh, so that that's also up there. And then a few different books that we commonly recommend. Um, there's the simple path to wealth by JL Collins money master to games, probably the one that we recommend the most. And that was written by Tony Robbins. It sounds like a lot of fluff, but it's actually an incredible, uh, kind of one-on-one book that'll really pique the interest of anybody uh, who reads it in investing. And then one of the classics, of course, is, is rich dad, poor dad. So anyone that's just getting started, make sure you read those books or listen to them on audible. Awesome. And a few other resources for you here at iLab is the boss lounge. Pretty simple. Just a Facebook group we have with a lot, a lot of like-minded people you can join when you go to investlikeaboss.com. And while you're there, if you want to get to that advanced level where even more access, you can watch this video and we have over two years of content in there now. Some, uh, really talk, great, co- great talks with previous guests where you can ask questions, uh, suggest people you want to see on the show, uh, so much more, but the major, major level bosses are in our Patreon. So if you go to investlikeaboss.com, click on become a Patreon, it's as little <laughs> as five bucks a month. And I think we, we've really given a lot of value in there and 
you know, in a world where Netflix is 20 bucks a month, I, I use Patreon a lot more in iLab than <laughs> I, I use the crappy Netflix movies. And and Derek promises that he's going to figure out how to add a, a Discord chat to the Patreon group. That's uh, oh, They always put the tech this. stuff on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like the old man of the group. How do you work this thing? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, really quick before we get out of here, though, um, one way you guys can help the show if you, if you found value from this episode, please share it with someone, especially those people that you've been trying to get to invest and they just, they haven't listened to you. Um, I know I have so many people in my life. I've told things they're like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then you tell them and they just, they can't wrap their heads around it. I think, I think this episode will be a really easy starter way for people to get uh, involved in the market and really show some interest. So share the episode with them uh, and also leave a review because that helps share the show as well on Apple podcasts, five-star reviews help a ton, helps us get these great guests on and really motivate us to keep doing the show. So I just had a great one the other day, actually from a uh, Matco Hag. He says, these guys have completely changed my outlook on investing and make it entertaining. The things I learned about the stock market and alternative investments are worth their weight in gold. Keep up the great work. Uh, we love hearing reviews like that. And really it's the reason why we do the show. We're not getting rich off this show, um, but we do <laughs> well, really get inspired when we hear about y- you guys getting rich off it. <laughs> sometimes I think that we are getting rich off it just because we're making money with investing, but actually, I, 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 <laughs> I, if we had just stuck to, to Warren Buffett's advice, we'd be doing much, much better. But to Derek's point, because we like to bring new content to the show, we're often making tons of new investments, way more than, than are necessary. But it is fun, and we're still doing well. But I hope this episode has been useful for everyone. I think even if you're a seasoned investor, it's important to remember how important uh, compounding interest is and just letting the money work for you, being disciplined, keeping it in the market, not pulling it out, reinvesting those, those gains, those dividends. Uh, some people have re- read uh, Warren Buffett's book called Snowball. It's very much the same concept. Um, but also, if you're just a beginner, just seeing how important getting money into the market as early as possible is, even if you're investing $100, just get started. And in some of these, in the, earlier in, the, in this conversation, we showed how anyone can become a millionaire by just investing uh, $5,000 a year for 40 years. But let's, let's accelerate timetables. There's a bunch of tricks, but get out there and, and make it happen. And um, I, think the, I think the narrative is work hard, make money, retire early, have fun, do good. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty sound life advice. And um, yeah, certainly hope you guys have a great 2022. And Let's make it a better year than 2021. Although every year is a great year. Let's just keep rocking. Awesome. Thanks for putting this all together, Sam. If you guys have any questions, you can hit us up, Boss Lounge, Patreon, anywhere out there. Uh, I hope you got value from this. Like I said, please share the episode with someone who is new to the market or is interested in investing. And if you found value in this, definitely let us know. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.